Come on, converge. You guys ready to worship the King of Kings today? Come on, put those hands together like this. Change. 
that were holding me Calm is a person I used to be Free from the fear by his perfect love This is my answer This is my answer Say call out a chance And Jesus is here, and he's our firm foundation. Yeah. 
God, we thank you that we can stand on that promise that no matter what winds blow, it could be a hurricane, it could be a storm, physical or spiritual, Father God, we know that we can stand on your word and declare that you won't fail. People might fail us, things may fall around us, but God, you will not. And what a beautiful promise that is. What a hope that we have. We are so grateful and so thankful for your spirit, Jesus, for your presence around us right now. And we know that what we feel in this house right now, we can feel it out there. Because you're omnipresent. You're omnipotent. You are the father of fathers. And just as we saw throughout the word, you will always provide for your people. And we thank you for that. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. Come on, church. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise today. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. I don't know about you guys, but that always does a little something to me right down here in my nowhere. As the worship team was worshiping, I just heard victory. That is a song of, of promise. It's a song of faith. But he won't fail. And if we know just a little bit about the word, that means we have already been given the victory. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We are already victorious in him. He is immutable. He cannot change. He will never fail us, ever. And he won't fail himself. I'm just so grateful for that. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Converge Live, our in-person worship experience. I am so grateful to see everyone here in person, your beautiful, smiling faces. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Converge Nation, our online virtual family who is joining us this week via live broadcast. And if this is your first, yes, thank you. Thank you, because we love Converge Nation. If this is your first time here with us, whether in person or online, we do not take that lightly. Thank you for choosing to spend a portion of your day with us. If you're here in person, though, we do want to connect with you at the Welcome Center. At the end of the worship experience, our pastors just want to be able to thank you and greet you. And we have a small gift for you. It's a token of appreciation and just our way of saying thank you so much for choosing to join us here today. We do have a few things that we want to make you aware of. So if you... Um, want to stay connected on everything that God is doing in and through Converge, the best way to do that is on our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at We Are Converge, and you can find us on TikTok at Converge Church. Please go out there, engage with us, connect with us, and as you see fit, if you feel that our content would bless your family and friends, send the link to them so that they can uh, enjoy everything that you're enjoying and everything that God is doing with us here at Converge. We also have some save the dates that we want you to lock on your calendar. The first one being today, immediately following the worship experience, our media team lead, Jewel Georges, will be connecting and having a brief orientation. So if you've been with us for a while, you're interested in serving on the media team is one of the opportunities. So stop by at the back of the worship, worship center and connect with Jewel and she'll just take the team through a brief, brief orientation, give you some details on what it looks like to serve with that media team. The second thing we want to make you aware of is that on Saturday, July 30th at 8 a.m., we will be partnering with Amazing Church 
for a prayer initiative, not in our city, not on our watch. We will be walking alongside families in prayer, amen, and we will be praying for children and families as everyone prepares to return to school. We're going to be doing that at over 125 schools in the Frisco, McKinney, and Prosper ISDs. So if you want to join us, I'll tell you in a bit how you can get more information. The second thing we want to make you aware of is that we have an opportunity to partner with um, above all things on a back to school outreach. We are going to be uh, purchasing backpacks filled with school supplies for students in the community. And that's going to be on Saturday, August 6th at 11 a.m. right here at 1611 Wilmoth Road in McKinney. So if you'd like to join us for either one of those initiatives, if you want to partner with us, please stop by the Connection Center. We have some sign up sheets for you to register or if you want more information and want to register online converge nation this applies to you as well send us an email at admin at weareconverge.com amen amen and then we have some great converge merch and my friend Wilhelmina is going to come and join me yes in addition to our holy spirit activate t-shirts and our cover girl cover girl t-shirts which are available for pre-order we've got some of these items as well we've got a tumbler we've got a journal and so we've got a few other things i think we have some mugs that mina is gonna show you guys if you would like to purchase some of these items or pre-order some of these items stop by the merch table thank you so much mina i have my eye on both of those mugs. So stop by the merch table at the end of the worship experience or if you want to take a look at what we have available online you can visit us at store.weareconverge.com. Amen. Thank you so much. All right so we are moving into the blessed life segment of our worship experience and this is the chance that we have collectively to obey God's word but also to sow just a little bit back into the kingdom uh, a little bit of what God has blessed us with. So if you would like to partner with us financially we have multiple ways that you can do that. We do have ushers in the aisles with envelopes. If you need one raise your hand. We ask that you would fill that information out in its entirety so that we can properly record and account for your giving. You can also give online safely and securely by visiting us at weareconverge.com forward slash give. You can give via Zelle. You can give via Cash App. You can even mail in your, uh, your, your giving, your, your financial gifts. So all that information is on the screen, the multiple ways in which we have for you to partner with us financially. We do appreciate everything that you are doing in your generosity to help move forward the vision and the mission that God has given us here at Converge. We're going to just pray briefly over the offer and continue moving forward in worship. Most heavenly and gracious Father, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. All of these words are not enough to just tell you how much we love and thank you and appreciate everything that you have done for us, but it is what we have. Thank you for the opportunity to sow into your kingdom. Thank you for the opportunity to return to you a small portion of what you have blessed us with. We love and thank you for all that you are doing and all that is being made manifest here in and through Converge, how you are helping us reach the nations, reach our communities, and do everything in obedience to your word. We appreciate every family, every home represented in the giving. We appreciate those that have a heart heart to sow, but may not be in that season just, just yet, Father. We love you and thank you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all again for your attention. We appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of the worship experience. And we are so excited to worship the King with you today. And we're going to sing this song, This is a Move. Mm -hmm. 
Cause we need a move Yes we do, yeah We need a move Oh do we now We need a move Oh we need a move Declare that today your name Lord that's our prayer Lord in this moment we declare we need a move in our lives personally oh God we need a move in our families we need a move in our homes in our schools in our city in our nation in our world we need a move and Lord, I pray this morning, in this moment, that you would sit enthroned in our praise. You would dwell right now in this place. God, we, only, we don't only need a move, God, we desire and yearn for your presence. For in your presence, God, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, God, there are pleasures forevermore. So this morning, as you move upon us, as you move over the broken, chaotic, dark places of our lives, just as you hovered over the waters at creation, we pray, God, that you would move again in our lives and bring order to the chaotic places in our lives, just as you did before. That, God, you would declare over our lives, let there be light for those of us who need clarity and, and understanding and wisdom concerning what we must do now and what we must do next. God, we pray that you bring order to the broken, chaotic places in our lives. We need a move. So, Lord, we take off the masks, the pretense, 
the falsehoods. And God, we come just as we are, desperate for a touch from God, hungry for your presence again, to feel your touch, to sense your love again. Lord, that's our prayer this morning. And we thank you, Lord, for your promise that where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you would be in their midst. There you would be in their midst. Lord, we thank you for that now. I just sense that the Lord still wants to do something in the room, in the hearts of his people, and we're not going to hurry or hasten this moment. Sometimes we just need to sit in his presence. The scripture talks about uh, two sisters, Mary and Martha, and, and how Martha was busy about many things. Uh, she was concerned about waiting on Jesus and meeting all of his needs, but her sister, Martha, had an opposite response. She sat at his feet, and Jesus says to Mary and Martha, listen, check this out. Martha, you are concerned and anxious and worried about many things. I think the Lord wants to say something to us this morning that some of us have been so busy that we've confused our busyness with productivity. And maybe what we need this morning is not to hurry and rush and hasten our way through the presence of God. Maybe what we need is just to sit at his, at his feet like Mary did. And Jesus said, listen, Martha, you're concerned about many things, but what your sister Mary has chosen is the most important thing and no one can take it away from her I don't know about you I don't know your history I don't know your story but there are some of us who have been so broken and beaten by life that our one response to the presence of Jesus is we fall and we sit at his feet and listen for everything that he will say and speak to us he said Pastor Ray what are you talking about it's interesting when you read the story in Luke chapter 10 that the scripture says that there were two sisters, one named Martha and one called Mary. One named Martha, one called Mary. One named Martha, one called Mary. And if you know anything about Hebrew nomenclature and how they named their, not just their children, but how people would derive names, that's telling. Because when people were calling Mary, Mary, they weren't calling her by her name, they were calling her by her shame. Because the, the name Mary comes from Mara, which is a Hebrew word for bitter. I wonder why people called her bitter. I wonder why maybe the bitterness she was experiencing in her life forced her to the feet of Jesus. I know some of us are too dignified and too cute for every, anybody to know that we're hurting. But God cannot meet you and God cannot bless the person you pretend to be. And when we ask God for a move, maybe what God is waiting for is our humility and authenticity. Maybe God is just waiting for us to come humbly, as humbly as we can, just to sit at his feet and not be so busy about pleasing and serving him 
because it's not about what we can do for him it's about what he desires to do for us and maybe your name this morning isn't Mary maybe you're not bitter but maybe this morning you're just tired because you've done everything you know to do and still you've come up short when we pray we need a move that's the prayer we offer to our faithful God. And so this morning, Father, right where we are, whether standing on this platform or sitting in the pews, we need a move. We need your presence. We need your grace. We need to experience your love again so you can heal us. Heal us in the places where we need you the most. And God will be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Chad, are you here? Why don't you come, Chad? There, there's a tag to this song, and I don't know if you guys got to it, but it says... Burn like a, fly, like a fire, blow like the wind, come Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. Do you remember that part? It's just sort of a walk down. You start on the four, and you just kind of walk it down. And uh, I don't know. Can y'all pull that off? If you can't, it's fine. Y'all just think about it maybe for, for later in the service. I just sense that the Lord still wants to do a work in our hearts. But you guys can continue to play. Chad, why don't you come? Um, uh, just continue to play behind us. Chad, why don't you come? And uh, um, uh, today's one of just the same thing. This is a move. Just play that softly. Uh, this is one of those bittersweet moments for us. And um, uh, just because um, uh, Chad's been with us for, for two years. It's amazing how time flies, man. Yeesh. So I met Chad because we were looking for uh, someone to fill the gap for us, and this was during the pandemic. We had pivoted to online only. We had been meeting in a movie theater, and then when the pandemic hit, we pivoted immediately to online only. At first, it was just the sermons. And then we said, you know what? We're going to incorporate worship at the top of the broadcast. And I said, man, do you know anybody who's available to come in, man, and work with our team and lead worship? And, and Ch Chad started that journey with us. And uh, it's been two years already. It started in June or July of 2000, I mean, 2020. And man, it's been two years already. And so last month, June was his, actually his last month with us. Uh, but man, that last service that you were with us, I meant to announce to our congregation because I felt that it was important, right? Because you, you've been with us for two years, man, and led us into the presence of God. And we've had amazing moments in the presence of God uh, with your leadership. And I didn't want you to just kind of disappear. And people are like, where's Chad? You know, and, but we made the announcement to our leadership team. And that afternoon was one of those afternoons when your pastor preached long. And, uh, and by the time I realized that I hadn't made the announcement about Chad's transition, man. It, we had already dismissed the service. And I said, listen, Chad, can you, can you do us a favor, man? Because listen, at Converge, we believe in giving honor to whom honor is due. And, uh, and we wanted to give you a fitting uh, farewell. So, so this is kind of like your farewell tour. Come on, somebody. This is your farewell, your farewell set uh, here at Converge Church, man. And uh, man, listen, it's been amazing. 
Uh, you have been such a tremendous blessing uh, to me personally and, uh, and, uh, and also to our church. And here's one of the things I appreciate most about Chad. Uh, you know, there's just certain people in life who are satisfied with the bare minimum, who will do just what's required of them. But Chad came in, man, and immediately went above and beyond what we expected of him, what we required of him. He immediately took ownership of everything we did at Converge and made it his own. A lot of what we're doing right now with our production and, and all that good stuff is because of Chad and people he, he referred and people that came in for about three months and helped train our team. And it was because of his relationships. Uh, can I just say, uh, be the kind of person, wherever you are, that you're willing to do more than what you're paid for. If you're willing to do more than what you're paid to do, eventually you'll start getting paid for more than you do. Y'all didn't hear what I said. If you will be willing now to do more than what you're compensated for, eventually, eventually, you will start getting paid for a lot more than what you do. And most of us miss that. Well, most people say, you know what? Here's the thing. If you pay me more, I'll do more. No, 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 no. In the kingdom, in the kingdom, those who are faithful with little become rulers over much. And that's my prayer for you, Chad. And why don't you come? Why are you staying so far away? We social distancing? Uh, tell us what God's doing in your life, man, because it's, it's very exciting, man. We're, we're really excited about what God's doing in your life in this season as we pray for you and, uh, and send you out with our blessing. Yeah, so I met with Pastor Ray uh, probably about a month and a half ago and just told him about the opportunities to, uh, actually, about two months ago, I had the opportunity to sing with Kurt Franklin in the studio. And so on the Maverick City a tour that they're doing right now, um, selling out stadiums and stuff. So I had that opportunity to sing on the record. Right. Um, and so God has just continued to open up doors um, for me to travel, for me to get in places that I'm like, wait, am I supposed to be here? Yeah. And that, that question keeps coming to mind and I'm like, wait, but I'm here. And so um, before be that, you were doing some work with Fred Hammond as well. Yeah, before that, I was doing some work for Fred, and actually because of the pandemic. Y'all see how we all first name basis with him, Fred? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, because of the pandemic, opened up doors for me to do stuff with Fred, and so in yeah. his light, latest album. And so from Fred, I went to Kirk, and uh, I'm just gonna, I'm a big fan of Kirk, so that was Come like, on, somebody. That was, that was my, my hill right there. I got up. Yeah. So um, I'm just excited to release my album in the future. It's, it's tough. It's hard stuff. Um, but I feel like God has called me to do it. And I have amazing people around me to, to help empower, to push when I feel like giving up. Because a lot of times the road is, it's, it's a little lonely sometimes. Uh, right. When you don't have a record deal, when you don't have, you know, tons of money to do all this stuff with. But I know that God's called me to to do this yeah. and to travel to, to minister the gospel in churches outside of churches just to be a light to a dark world come on and so that's what i'll be doing yes sir um, just traveling from church to yeah, church. Hopefully, yeah 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 hopefully yeah. god will continue it. to to open up doors and yeah. um actually that's that's what the what i was doing um well during this past year yeah since the pandemic so i, I feel like a man god is just he just moved me into places that yeah 
I'm forever grateful for that. Mm. I, I, I don't know if I deserve it, but I know that, that he's placed me there for a reason. So. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Listen, we're going to do this. We're going to pray for Chad. But before we do that, I, I just sense the Lord quickening a word to me uh, for you. Uh, the scripture says it this way in Acts chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, that there were certain prophets and teachers in the church at Antioch. So they were already established in the house of the Lord, prophets and teachers. But in a season of prayer and fasting, God said to these prophets and teachers, the scripture uh, names five of them, but he speaks to these prophets and these teachers who were in the church at Antioch. And he said to them, separate unto me Saul and Barnabas unto the work to which I've called them. You see, they were already established in the house of God, but there was a moment of transition. And in that moment of transition, Saul, who became Paul, went from being a prophet and a teacher in the church at Antioch to becoming an apostle, a missionary, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. There are moments when God will disrupt us in the places where we are settled so that he can move us on to what's next. And that's what God's doing in this season in Chad's life. Here's the problem, man. A lot of pastors, a lot of churches can't handle that. They'll start to manipulate people. They will try to tell people, God ain't doing that, God ain't doing this. No, 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 no. We're the kind of house where we recognize what God is doing and what God is saying. And so as we, we don't just pray for you, we feel like we send you into what God is calling you into next. That God's moving you from what you've done already in the local church and listen, just like Paul, man, I believe for nations that just as God sent Paul, not just to cities and regions, he sent him to nations. And what's been stirring in your heart is the spirit of God himself saying, Chad, separate yourself unto the work that I have not only called you to, but the work I created you for. And so, Father, we thank you for open doors that no man can shut. We thank you, God, for going before Chad and making every crooked path straight. God, we thank you for uncommon favor that you cause everything he sets his hands to, to prosper, to increase, and to flourish to the glory of God. I thank you for ordering his steps for the steps of a good man. They are ordered of the Lord. And I thank you that he will stand before great men, great women, leaders, he will not serve or stand before obscure men. Elevate, 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 elevate your servant Chad because he's been willing to do more than he was asked to do. Because he was faithful in what belonged to another man. Now you're giving him what belongs to him. Thank you, Lord, for giving him people that will support him financially and materially every resource that he needs, he will have in Jesus' name. And God will be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, not only for what you're doing now in Chad's life, but God, even more importantly, for what you do next. We trust you to do it now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Come on, let's lift that up to the Lord this morning. We love you. Come on, let me give you some hug. Give you a hug. 
Y'all know him as Chad Evans. I call him white chocolate, y'all. That's my dude. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. All right, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to dive into the word together. Uh, now, before I start my sermon, I just want you all to look down at your watch, at your smartphone, and see what time it already is. Hmm? It's okay, right? Come on, somebody. At least I got one person supporting me this morning. At least one. At least one this morning. I will do my best to go fast and furious. But aren't you excited about all that God's doing in Chad's life? Very, very exciting things. Listen, before we dive into the word, I just want to reemphasize, reiterate, highlight uh, what Andrea said about a couple of things, about a couple of things. So the first one is on July 30th. That's a Saturday at 8 a.m. We are partnering with, partnering with Amazing Church. It's one of the prayer initiatives that they have every year. And it's an opportunity for us as a body of believers to join other churches as we, as we put our feet, check this out, and our hands on over 120 schools in Prosper, McKinney, and, uh, and Frisco. Not just the schools, but also the administrative buildings. And it's just a, a demonstration of our faith. In fact, the initiative is called Not In Our City, Not On Our Watch. And we're inviting you to join us to pray over these schools. A lot of times we are reactive with our prayers. That means we react after something bad happens. When God wants us to be proactive and preemptive with our prayers, not to send thoughts and prayers after the adversity and the crisis occurs, he wants us to be on the front end so it doesn't happen in our city or on our watch. And so we'll get you some more information. It'll come out by email. We want you to sign up to join us for prayer, not in our city, not on our watch. To pray over these schools, to pray over our children, pray over the teachers, to pray for the administrators, for their safety, for a successful and fruitful year. And that is our responsibility as the church to pray for them. Secondly, secondly, uh, if you've been around Converge for any amount of time, you'll hear us say three things. And for us, it's more than just a tagline. It informs, these three things, informs everything. These three things inform everything that we do as a church. Number one, Jesus. Number two, people. Number three, purpose. You know what that means? We're always going to preach Jesus. Hmm? We ain't going to preach psychobabble. We're going to preach Jesus. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So the main attraction, the main event, every Sunday at Converge Church is Jesus. Number two, people. How many of you realize that people matter to God, so people matter to us? And so what we do as a church, what we do as a ministry is going to help hurting and broken people. So we esteem every human being as valuable and precious, every single one. The third thing, the third thing is as a ministry, we want to point people to their God-ordained purpose. Three things, Jesus, people, purpose. So he said, Pastor, what's all that about? It's about the back-to-school outreach. Uh, we have an opportunity to partner with Above All Things. It's a local ministry, and every year... Uh, they do this campaign called Backpack to School. And the Backpack to School initiative, initiative provides backpacks for kids in several school districts that don't have backpacks. Many of you don't realize this because you're probably in a socioeconomic, uh, 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 your status uh, allows you to buy a backpack for your child every year. There are several kids uh, all the way up until the first day of school 
who don't have a backpack, who end up using the backpack they used the previous year for the upcoming school year. So one of the things we're going to do as a church to serve our city and love people well is we're going to partner with the Arringtons and above all things, uh, their goal is 300 backpacks. And Pastor Wendy and I already said, look, we're going to do 500. I've seen the pictures from the previous outreaches they've done, and there are cars. Uh, they used to do it here with Preston Trail. And when you see the pictures, there are cars uh, all the way down Wilmoth wrapped around uh, 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 to the access road because of how many families need backpacks. Not only that, uh, the Arringtons got a call from uh, their partner ministry in Melissa, and this year, that ministry in Melissa is not providing backpacks. You know what that means? That means that there are families in Melissa just down the street from us or up the street from us where there are kids who typically would have had a backpack that now don't have a backpack. Because the ministry they counted on to do that for them can't do it anymore. So what does that mean for us as a church? Listen. It's an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus extended. Are you with me? And this is what excites me. Because the Arringtons are ordering the backpacks in bulk, there's two sizes. There's one that's about 15 inches and one that's 17 inches. The 15-inch backpack, y'all, I think it's, only, it's between 5 and $6 per backpack. Right? $6. $6 per backpack. The 17-inch backpack is about $8. So think about it. $60 will provide 10 backpacks with school supplies for 10 kids. Listen, some of y'all spend that much at Starbucks weekly. Uh, let me see. Not even weekly, first three days of the week, Monday through Wednesday. I ain't judging. I'm just putting it in perspective, right? If you want to partner with us to help, not 300, but 500. That's our goal. Come on. It's going to happen right here on August 6th uh, uh, from 11, I think, to 1230. Uh, we're going to need volunteers to help pass out the backpacks. We're going to need some volunteers because the backpacks come prepackaged, but it doesn't have all the supplies. So we're going to send out information on some of you, maybe even buying some of the additional supplies. It comes with about 12 items, but we need to put additional items in those backpacks. And so when those families drive onto this campus, We'll be more than just a church that wants them to show up on Sunday morning. We'll be a church that serves them Monday through Saturday because of our generosity. And you're missing the opportunity to get really excited because, listen, this is what we're going to do. I believe we'll even do more than 500. If $60 can get you 10 backpacks, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going to do more than 500. And this is what the Arrington said. Said throughout the year there are kids some who move into the city, who are brand new, who don't have backpacks. So if we got more than we need, guess what? It ain't going to go to waste. Now, if you want to give, you can go to our mobile app. There's a designated option that says back, backpack to school campaign, I think. And you can give there. And 100% of what you give between now and August 6th will go toward purchasing backpacks for these families in our community. Amen? Because here at Converge, we're all about Jesus, we're all about people, and we're all about purpose. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's 11 o'clock already, and I ain't even started preaching to y'all yet. How are we going to do this, Lord? Uh, okay, y'all don't be scared. 
Y'all don't be scared. I'll, I'll, I'll go fast and furious. Uh, Dexter, can you do me a, a huge favor? I've got notes here on my phone, but I have printed notes as well in my backpack, in my office. Uh, can you bring them? Just in case. It always helps. It always helps me. All right, let's pray and we'll dive into the word. Father, we love you. We honor you and we thank you for this opportunity to draw near to your word. We do it with reverence and humility. In Jesus' name, speak to our hearts as only you can. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. Take these lips of clay and give me utterance and unction to speak to your people right where they are. You know us, Father, and know exactly what we need for this moment. And we trust you to do it now in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. Uh, this is week seven of our Ghost Stories series. Uh, if I had to choose a title for today's message, it would simply be Under the Influence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of y'all said, hmm. <laughs> Probably gave you a little bit of a flashback. <laughs> Come on, to your BC before Christ days. Y'all know how y'all used to turn up? And you know exactly what it means to be under the influence. But today, just to be crystal clear, to level set expectations and make sure we're all on the same sheet of music, when I say under the influence, I'm talking about being under the influence, not of spirits. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. You see, I got a chuckle right there. You already know. But under the influence of the spirit. Holy Spirit the Spirit of God. And our sermon series, Ghost Series, uh, has been a series that's allowed us to uh, come into a greater understanding and appreciation of the person, the power, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we've been walking through and navigating, and we've talked about how the Holy Spirit desires to lead and inform every area of our lives. In fact, Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go, because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. Somebody say advantage. You and I have an advantage because the Holy Spirit lives in us. The, 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 the thing is, for most of us, uh, the Holy Spirit has been dormant instead of active. So they say this with me. Holy Spirit, activate. Come on, somebody. Holy Spirit, activate. Uh, when the Holy Spirit is activated in our lives, he leads and he guides us. So here's our anchor text this morning. It's lifted from Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 8. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 8. Where Paul writes to the church in Galatia, and the word and the narrative picks up in verse number 7 with these words. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever. Somebody say whatever. whatever. Let me stop there for a second. If you're taking notes, right next to the word whatever, put in the word seed. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For whatever a man sows, the seed, that shall he also reap. If you sow bananas, you ain't getting oranges. If you sow apple seeds, you ain't getting bananas. Whatsoever, whatsoever I sow is my seed 
and there will be a harvest of whatever good or bad that I've sown over the course of my life. When I begin to examine my life and I see my experiences, I need to stop and ask myself, could this be a harvest on seed that I've sown in my past? Okay, we don't like that one. Let's go a little bit deeper. Notice what verse 8 says. It says, for he who sows to the flesh, somebody say the soil. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap what? Corruption. But he who sows to the spirit, somebody say soil, will of the spirit reap eternal life. So Paul is saying to the church of Galatia, as he's saying to us, listen, recognize that every single day of your life, you have seed and you have soil. The seed you sow and the soil you sow into will determine your harvest. If you look at what you're getting continually in your life and you don't like it, it's a direct result either of the seed you've sown or the soil you've sown it into. Ooh, y'all quiet in this Presbyterian church because you know what? It's so easy to blame everybody else for what's happening. It's so much harder to look at the man in the mirror and say, hmm, maybe I got to do with some, I got something to do with what I'm experiencing and reaping in my own life. Paul said, whatsoever. That is an all-inclusive word. Whatever you sow, you'll reap. And he narrows it down to two kinds of soil, y'all. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you reap eternal life. You know what Paul is telling us in the text? He's telling us to be mindful of our inputs, which will determine our outcomes. In the computer world, in IT, they say what? Garbage in, garbage out. If I'm getting more garbage in my life, I've got to stop and ask myself, why? Could it be the law of sowing and reaping actively at work in my life? And most people get more of what they don't want in their lives because they haven't decided what it is they do want. And they live life by default instead of by design. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? And so Paul is telling us in the text two things. He's telling us two things. He's asking us to ask ourselves the question, am I impulsive or am I intentional? Sowing to the flesh is impulsive. Sowing to the spirit is intentional. And most of us go through life and we make decisions based on impulse instead of intention. Y'all have heard me and say it before. Y'all have heard Pastor Wendy say it before. An emotion-led life is a painful life. Because the more emotional you are, the less rational you become. Because your feelings don't have a brain. 
And most of us are led by impulse. We sow to the flesh. We do whatever the flesh tells us to do. And because we're not intentional, we're not living by design, we end up living by default. And Paul said, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. There's two places you can sow. You can sow in the soil of your flesh or you can sow to the spirit. You can be led by your carnal impulses or you can be spirit led. Somebody say ghost stories. We're going to talk about what your life looks like, what my life looks like, and what our outcomes will look like if we choose a spirit-led life over a flesh, impulse-led life. Somebody say, under the influence. Now, listen, um, um, we want to build and develop and cultivate mature Christ followers. And what that means is at some point, we got to get off the Similac, we got to get off the Gerbers. At some point, we got to get off the formula. And some, at some point, if you're going to grow, if we're going to grow, we got we to get to some meat. We got to get to some solid food. Are you with me? Okay. So I ain't mad at you. I ain't judging you. I'm just going to feed you something that requires you to chew. Hmm? Milk? So much easier just to just drink it down. Just drink it down. Just drink it down. But when you start to, to eat solid food, it requires more of us. And that's what we're doing here. Now, there are a lot of places where we could go where all they're going to give us is milk. You're going to get a lot of calcium in your diet. <laughs> At Converge, we change it up, y'all. We mix it up. So here it is. What was I talking about? So here are two questions. Am I sowing to the spirit or sowing to the flesh? Uh, my decisions and my choices are the seed. The flesh or the spirit is the soil. And where I sow these seeds, where I sow these choices will determine the outcomes in my life. There are inputs and there are outcomes. So here's the word choice defined. Choice is the act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. Somebody say options. The thing that makes this thing tricky, Malak, is the fact that we got options. The question then is, which option do I choose? And with every choice, I am either sowing a seed into the soil of my flesh, <laughs> or I'm going to be sowing a seed into the soil of the spirit, what God wants. And how many of you realize you cannot get God's results doing things your way? And that's what we do. We want God to show up. But we're sowing seeds in the soil over here. And I can't get God's return. I can't get God, God's harvest sowing to what my flesh wants. So I'm confronted with options. And this is what our choices will do. Our choices will either make our situation better, it'll make it worse, or our choices will even make our situation the same. 
where you're just stuck and stagnant. And may I submit to you, your choice not to make a decision is a choice. Your indecision, vacillating back and forth, and your unwillingness to choose the flesh or the spirit is a decision in itself. Are y'all, are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Okay, okay. So here we go. Here we go. So Paul helps us unpack this in Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. He says, so I say, let the, in the New Living Translation, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. He says, when you're confronted with all these options that could make your life better, make them worse, or leave your life stagnant and, and ordinary and mediocre, listen, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't do what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The, look at what the text says. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. You know that tension you feel when you want to do the right thing? But there's just this pull, man. There's just this pull, man. Taking you back. Taking you back. To the way you used to be. It's almost like a bungee cord. It's like the harder you run toward God, there's this bungee cord that's pulling you back just as hard as you try to run away from it. And it's almost as, just as you're getting over into the good soil, that bungee cord yanks you back over here. And that's why I got a whole sermon, Luke, inspired by Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Hey, come on, somebody. <laughs> y'all help your pastor this morning. Oops, I did it again. Because Paul who God entrusted with two-thirds of the New Testament said, the good that I want to do. The good that I want to do, I don't do. But the evil I don't want to do. Lord, that's what I find myself doing. And he talks about this constant pull, this tension between the angel on this shoulder and the devil on this shoulder. And God says, listen, listen, you know which dog wins the fight? It's the dog I feed. It's the dog I feed that wins the fight. Jesus said it this way, the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Your spirit wants to honor God, wants to do the will of God. But my flesh is straight up janky and ratchet. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Inside of me, two forces. The one that wants to honor God and the one that constantly is pulled away from God. And if I feed my flesh, I will of the flesh reap corruption. Mm. 
how do I win the battle? Jesus said, the spirit is willing. So my spirit wants to do the will of God. My flesh is a rebel. It doesn't. The way I win the battle is I renew my mind. That's the third part of who I am. I am spirit. I want to do the will of God. I am flesh. I don't want to do the will of God. But I am also soul. Now, your soul is the seat of your will, your emotions, and your intellect. Your will, your emotions, and your intellect. Let me tell you what that means. Your intellect is your ability to reason. Your emotions are your ability to feel. And your willpower, so important, is your ability to say yes or no. And all three of those things have to come under subjection to the spirit so that your spirit and your soul want to do what God wants. Your flesh doesn't want to do the will of God. Your spirit wants to do the will of God. And parked right here in neutral is your soul. And if you don't renew your mind to the word of God, Romans 12, 1 and 2, your intellect, your reasoning, your emotions, which are your feelings, and your will will lean toward the dark side. So now you have a spirit that wants to do the will of God, but you got a flesh and will, emotions, and intellect that don't want to do what the will of God is. And over and over, like Groundhog Day, your life plays out where your choices, the seed, is constantly being sown into the soil of the flesh. And I continue to reap corruption. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So how do we fix this? Let me help you all. Let me help you all. Uh, let me read. Let me just help you all to know, just in case, just in case we not sure, when I see the, the outcomes in my life, when I see the outcomes in my life, just in case I'm not sure whether I've been sowing to the flesh or sowing to the spirit. Let me just give you, this ain't me, so y'all don't, don't, don't kill the messenger. Okay? I'm just a messenger. I ain't making this up. I'm reading from the book. Hmm? So here it is. Here it is. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. Notice what Paul says. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Y'all see that? If I'm intentional, not impulsive, if I'm already living my life by design, if I'm walking in the spirit, the scripture says, I won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If I'm intentional, living by design, I ain't going to go that way. Because I already know I'm going this way. I ain't going to go that way. Most people are on a journey and they're not even sure which way they want to go. So anything seems okay. Can I stop there for a second? Let me tell you part of the problem. Here it is with our choices. Hmm? We think if it's comfortable and convenient and easy, it must be good. If it's hard, then it must be bad. If it requires something of me, mm, 
I ain't doing that. I don't do this right here because this right here makes me feel good right now. It's called instant gratification. And as we make choices, what we miss is that life is filled not with easy choices. Life is filled with hard choices. If it was easy, it wouldn't be in Scripture. The reason it's in Scripture is because it's a hard choice to make. But you and I have to learn to choose our hard. Oh, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Let me, let me, let me just unpack it for you. Listen, choose your hard. Marriage is hard. When you get two people from different backgrounds, different tastes, different preferences, different history, and the two of them come together, it's not just the seamless union of two souls, it is the collision of two histories. And because people aren't willing to choose the hard in marriage, they choose divorce, which is just as hard, y'all. It ain't easy. People think that divorce is, divorce is hard. And the problem is, because people won't choose the hard things in marriage, they opt for divorce, which they think will set them free. But the truth is, divorce is hard. Divorce leaves scars. Divorce leaves wounds. Not on the spouse, not only on the spouses, on the children as well. So when we think it's going to be easier, we choose the wrong hard. Yeah. And so we think if it's easy, then it must be good. If it's hard, then it must be. No, 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 no. Life is filled with hard choices. If you choose marriage, it's hard. If you choose divorce, it's hard too. Choose the right kind of hard. Okay. You got good credit? So you got 20 credit cards? And instant gratification sowing to the flesh said, oh man. You need to update that furniture. And all of a sudden, you got 20 credit cards that are all maxed out with 20% interest rate. Listen to me. Debt is hard. But financial discipline is also hard. Saying no when every credit card company is telling you yes is hard. But people choose the wrong hard. They choose the heart of debt because it sows to their flesh and they reap from their flesh corruption. Now you got $20,000, $30,000 of debt with an exorbitant interest rate because you chose the wrong heart. The right heart was to say, I ain't going to do that. When I have the cash, I'm going to buy that couch. Because if I wait long enough, that couch that I want now that's $1,000 going to be two fifty. dollars Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? I'm talking about choices. And because we're sowing to our flesh, we're of our flesh reaping corruption. Can I give y'all one more? Let me, put, let me put myself out there. Let me put myself out there. Can I put myself out there? <laughs> Exercise is hard. Listen to me. I'm 20 pounds... 25 pounds heavier than I've ever been. Trey, you know me from back in the day. I always used to hang out around 185, 
185. I'm a veteran, old army guy. Those things are important to me. But guess what? I got my COVID-19 right here. <laughs> Let me tell you where my COVID-19 shows up. It shows up right here on my chin. And you know that fat little piece right here behind your neck? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen, I did a funeral yesterday, and uh, uh, they said the colors were green because the, the young man, uh, his favorite color was green. So I pulled out this green shirt, man, took it to the cleaner. Man, that... When I put that shirt on yesterday, I was in the bedroom. Pastor Wendy was in the bathroom. I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Pastor Wendy came running. He said, what's wrong, baby? I said, baby, this top button won't button. Are you with me? I picked the wrong heart. Exercise is hard. But not exercising leads to another alternative that is just as hard. You know why? Let me just be honest with y'all. For the first time, I go to the doctor and say, yo, man, <clears throat> doc, your blood pressure kind of high, dude. I say, you know what? I was running late, so I was speeding. So they said, okay, we'll wait 20 minutes. We'll check your blood pressure again. I said, Doc, your blood pressure is still high, man. Are you okay? When I say off the charts, cholesterol high, blood pressure high, you know why? Because I've chosen the wrong heart. Let me tell you the heart I've chosen. The heart I've chosen is I used to have a metabolism where I could eat anything at any time and it wouldn't stick. My heart now is realizing, Ray, you can't do that. You're 50. Everything you're eating is going to stick. But guess the heart that I'm choosing? Yeah, I'm just going to eat what I always ate. And your cholesterol is up and your blood pressure is up and you're choosing the wrong heart, which is exercise. I mean, you're choosing, you're ignoring the right heart, which is exercise. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? They are both hard. But most of us choose the wrong heart. But because we're not willing to discipline ourselves. Let me tell you what discipline is. Discipline is the ability to continue your momentum after you've lost your motivation. Most of us will only do things if we're motivated. But discipline does it even when it's not motivated. Because it is a discipline. Now, every discipline starts first with a decision. Let me give you the progression. It starts with a decision. I make the decision to choose the right heart. But when you make that decision, it doesn't just automatically work. Discipline has to follow the decision. That's why when you sign up for the gym membership at the beginning of the year and you make your New Year's resolution, you're motivated. By January 2nd, Come on, somebody, tell the truth. Shame the devil. It's like, man, I know I was supposed to go to the gym this morning, but I chose the wrong heart. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Come on. Set that alarm for 6 a.m. And that thing start ringing. Hmm? In that moment, you got two hearts to choose. It's hard to get out of bed. Come on, somebody. But that, that snooze button, that's going to give you five extra minutes. And we choose that hard because now we're late for work. We choose the wrong hard. Discipline says, when this thing goes off, I'm going to get out this bed. It's hard, but it's the right hard. Anybody listen to what I'm saying? Sometimes the outcomes that we're getting in life are the direct result of our inputs. And our inputs, seed, choices, are sown into the wrong soil. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, that was the introduction to my message. Let me just get to my first point. No, no, no. I'm just teasing. So here it is. Oh, Jesus, I can't, I can't, there's no way I can do this today. <laughs> I already know I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to be good. We're going to finish this next week. But I learned this from our very own Andrea Jackson. Remember last week, last week we said this, there's three ways that God leads us. Hmm? The scriptures in front of us, God will always speak to us through his word. The spirit of God within us, because the spirit of God will never say something to us that is inconsistent with God's written word, and the third way, the saints around us. In the multitude of counselors, there's safety. But I learned this from Andrea, and I'm going to give Andrea this credit this first time publicly, because that's what preachers do. They give credit the first time. The second time, they say, um, the Lord spoke to me the other day and said, come on, somebody. Come on. So I'm going to give Andrea credit this first time. The next time I'm saying this, come on. It's mine. Well, I might, I might change a couple words. There's a reason I want to say this. There's a reason I want to say this because it's critical. Uh, here it is. Andrea taught me this. Advice is the thing we ask for when we already know the answer but wish we didn't. Listen, that thing is so dripping. I'm going to post that to Instagram and I'm going to put it in quotes and put at Pastor Ray Harmon. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Listen to me. Advice is the thing we ask for when we already know the answer, when we already know what we should do, but wish we didn't. And it plays out in our lives all the time. The choice to sow to the flesh or the choice to sow to the spirit. And here's what we're looking for when we ask for advice. We don't want the right answer. We're just looking for somebody to agree with our choice of hard. Because you already know the hard that you should choose, but you don't want to do that. But if I could get enough people to agree with this other choice that I want to make, uh, then it's easier to justify. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Are y'all listening to what I'm saying, y'all? <laughs> it's that dude who married but all his friends single. 
And if you go, if you're a married man and you go and constantly go to your single friends for advice, what do you think they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you to choose the wrong heart. And either way, it's hard. Doing the right thing is hard. Doing the wrong thing is hard, too. Choose the right heart. So, man, I, I, I'm going to let y'all go. <laughs> we'll pick this up next week, because if I start here, <laughs> we're going to be here for a minute. Uh, I just covered the first half of page one. No, I'm for real. I got page two, page three, page four, page five. I better let y'all go. Well, y'all see Pastor Jesse with his arms folded at the door. I already told him not to let anybody out unless we make this deal right here. We're going to make this deal. I'm going to let y'all go right now. If y'all promise to come back next week. Amen. Are y'all with me? Listen, I'm telling you, the stuff I got in my notes, listen, it is, when I say a game changer, yeah. when I say like destiny altering stuff, because now you'll start sowing the seed of choice in the right soil so that you can get the right return and outcomes in your life and start to live a spirit-led life, hmm? that's what we're going to talk about. Okay? So let's pray. The band can come. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we thank you, God, for your grace. Ha. Even, even when we're hard-headed, God, even when we're stubborn, even when we're so selfish, Father, when we know the right thing to do, but it just seems so hard to do. Maybe because there are habits and patterns in our lives and it's, it's just so much easier to do what's familiar than to do what's new. God, for those of us who have chosen the wrong soil because it was easy, because it was comfortable, because it was convenient, because it was familiar, God, help us to recognize that we may be getting more in life of what we don't want because we haven't clearly defined what it is we do want. Maybe we're getting the wrong fruit and the wrong harvest because we've been living an impulse-driven life, not a life that was intentional. We've sown to the flesh when we should have sown to the Spirit. And the whole time, the Spirit of God was saying, hey, man, Turn right, stop, turn around. But we chose the wrong heart. Father, help us by your spirit to choose the right heart. The heart of discipline. The heart of making the right decisions. The heart of living by design and not default. We trust you to do that now. If you're here this morning, if you're here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you've chosen the wrong heart in your life. And maybe today should be a turning point. I think, 
the most important hard that we can choose is the hard to follow Jesus. Because it is hard. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. That's hard. He must take up his cross daily. That's hard before we can follow you. So maybe those are the decisions that have kept you away from hearing his voice. If that's you this morning with every head bowed, every eye closed, just slip up your hand toward heaven. I want to pray for you right where you are. The scripture says today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone else you want to choose the right heart today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Maybe you chose the right heart and made some decisions that are irreversible and you say, Lord, how do I get myself out of this? There's grace. There's grace for that. If that's you, if that's you, just slip up your hand toward heaven with every head bowed, every eye closed. I see that hand. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You can put down your hands. I want to pray for you now. And all I ask you now is just to join your faith with my faith as we call upon God and believe that he hears us. And because he hears us, today it turns around. Come on, somebody. Father, I pray for these who have responded to this invitation. God, you know their hearts and you know exactly where they are. And with their hands lifted to heaven, they've said, God, I'm choosing the right heart. I'm choosing the heart that says, I will do it your way, even though it's not easy or comfortable or convenient. And God, I pray that you will meet them right there in Jesus' name. Father, for the things that seemingly are irreversible in the natural, God, I pray that you will do a miracle and that they will mark this day as a turning point in their lives, a defining moment when everything changed for the better. God, we ask you for grace and we ask you, God, for mercy for every one of us, each person in this room that has chosen the wrong heart, would you give us a new beginning? Would you give us a fresh start? Would you give us a clean slate? God, I ask you to remove the shame of it, remove the guilt of it, remove the disappointment of it. Father, in Jesus' name, set your people free for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We thank you for doing that now. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Did that help anybody this morning? Glory to God. Listen, uh, we're going to continue the series through the end of July. So we've got two more weeks. I really, please, uh, this is not a gimmick. It'll be really helpful if you could come back next week uh, for the conclusion of this ma uh, message under the influence because that's where God wants us to live. He wants us to live under the influence of his spirit. Why don't you stand with us? Uh, oh, I meant to tell you all this. All righty. So, yeah, we, huh, we ran into another delay. Uh, so again, we're, we're <laughs> just one of those things, uh, almost like we're at the finish line and then somebody pushed pause. And let me tell you why that is. Um, um, it, let me just put it this way. It's pretty much a done deal. It's just going to take a few days, man, to, to 
for everything to be finalized. So without giving you a timeline, it's just a few extra days. And it's so frustrating because you can see it all there. The best way I could describe it is it's in the queue and it just hasn't reached the first spot in the queue for all the transfers to happen, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's in the queue. It's just moving up slower. So it's gonna take a few more days, but we're good. <laughs> Let me just assure you, we are good, very good. All right, so let's raise our hands toward heaven and just trust the Lord uh, to honor his word in Numbers chapter 6. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you. And here it is, give you peace in Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll see you right here next week at Converge Live. impacted by today's worship experience, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we've got some information that we'd love to send you to help kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, please email us at echurchatweareconverged.com. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely by visiting www.weareconverged.com forward slash give. Or you can give via text by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount that you'd like to donate to 77977. Also, you can find all this information on our mobile app. Simply search the app or the Play Store for Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.